Hello and welcome to episode 4 of The Mediocre Writer. I'm your host Michael, and today we're diving into part 3 of our series on how to craft your story. We left off talking about the first draft, and if your sense of looking anything like mine always do, you'll probably see plenty of room for improvement. And that's good. You've cleared the first hurdle, and now it's time to revise until you have a manuscript that you can be proud of. I should warn you in advance that my first book went through about six drafts before I finally published it. Maybe more drafts, I kind of lost count. So my initial revision process was long and horribly inefficient. That being said, I'm glad I went through that experience for my first book. With each draft, I was able to grow as a writer and to develop my revision process into something that would be much more effective in future books. I learned a lot of lessons that way, which we'll cover in this episode. My first piece of advice for revision work runs counter to the advice they gave you in previous stages of your writing, so bear with me. All through planning and the first draft phases, I encourage speed and consistency to get you through it. Now that you have your manuscript all together, I want you to put it on the shelf for a while. Not a horribly long time, just four to six weeks. Enough time to put some distance between you and it. Enough time to pick up on other projects or focus on other things so that everything you've written in this manuscript falls to the very back of your mind. When you return to the manuscript a few weeks later, a strange phenomenon occurs. The story you read back to yourself suddenly seems like it was written by a different person. You still remember writing it, you still know everything that's going to happen, but the voice narrating inside your head suddenly isn't your own. If you find this is happening to you, then it's the right time to revise, because now you've reached audience mode, where you now view the story as a reader and not as a writer. You no longer see the time that you spent writing these pages, but instead, you notice all the things that aren't grabbing you as a reader. All the things that need revision. You're going to need this frame of mind because the next thing that I'm going to ask of you is the hardest. I need you to be willing to kill your darlings. No, actually, I need you to be eager to kill your darlings. Even the most beautiful, painstakingly difficult sentences that you wrote in the whole book must be on the chopping block. Because you're not here to preserve your favorite fragments of this story. You're here to write the best story possible. And the best stories live inside the cut. Writers more often than not write much more than what they need. At least 10 to 20% more, and oftentimes even more than that. As you read back your story from the perspective of a reader, ask yourself, is this engaging me? Am I interested in what's happening on the page? In the broad sense, you probably are because you as the writer know what's coming. But do you as the reader, with the blinders on, feel compelled by what's happening right now on the page? Because if you don't, a reader encountering the story for the first time is probably going to put it down. So cut the fluff. That adjective that sounded really nice when you wrote it, but now seems out of place, delete it. The character you thought was going to be such a crowd pleaser, but ended up contributing nothing to the plot, toss him in the shredder. Not everything you thought was gold actually was. And approaching this revision phase as an audience member will help you recognize that. Now I think at this point I've really made it sound like everything you've written is bad, and that's not true. There's still a reason you wrote this thing, and there's still a reason why others will enjoy it. Your story just isn't what you thought it would be. Not yet. This is just the canvas, the template, the prelude. What you discover in the revision phase is going to make it so much more. Like I mentioned in the last episode, your first draft is going to be a mix of good and bad. And now that you're looking at the story as the audience member, it's going to be much easier to distinguish the two. And often, the good parts that grab you the most aren't the ones you expected. They're not the things that sparked your initial interest in the story, they're instead like little oddities that came to you in the writing process that got sprinkled in here and there. But why are they all of a sudden so interesting? 
Maybe it's magic. I have my own personal theory for why this happens, and feel free to call BS on it if you disagree, but this is strictly what I think. In my humble opinion, the reason we initially set out to write a story is because we were inspired by another story. So a lot of the things that get us excited at the onset of our writing journey are really just borrowed elements of other stories, so that when we go back and read them over, we get bored because, well, we've seen them before. The parts we do like, though, the pieces we didn't count on, I think, are the pieces of ourselves that we sprinkled in. The memories that inspired certain scenes, the people in our actual lives who inspired certain characters, the things which are uniquely our own that we didn't expect to write, or maybe consciously wrote in some cases, but either way, ended up finding their way on the blank page. These are the things that stand out in your story. The things that other readers will latch onto because they're different from what they've read before. This is you discovering your voice. And as you write more, that voice will become clearer and your first drafts will become stronger. Until then, it's your mission in that revision phase to find and explore these elements that you've created. Now, I hope you didn't come to the revision phase thinking you just needed to run a spell check and put a coat of polish on the manuscript. Oh no. You're still going to write, and rewrite, and rewrite some more. You're going to toss out scenes and scribble in new ones, all to explore the little golden nuggets that you uncovered in the first draft. To tell you the truth, most of the scenes in my book were not in the first draft at all. In fact, I'm not even sure if a single sentence survived the original draft. The final copy of the book that you see was instead born out of little ideas that came to me as I worked through my revisions, and these ideas eventually grew and eclipsed all the things that I had written previously. And personally, I believe that's what writing should be. It's sanding and sifting and getting your hands dirty until you uncover the stronger writing, the better ideas, the elements that connect you more deeply to the story. And those will be the things that connect your audience more deeply to the story as well. How you pace yourself through this process is really up to you. Again, I hope you do a better job than I did, though if it's your first book, I really think it's worth pushing through a few drafts to get it better. This will help you improve your writing, and even if it doesn't end up you know, getting published, it's more valuable to find your voice through this process than to earn money off it. Other rewards will come throughout your career, but you have to go through the gauntlet to discover your voice first. That voice will be your greatest asset as a writer. Now, if you're looking for advice on how to logistically get through the workload, here's what I do. I try to revise at least one chapter in each session. Some writers like to read through it before they make changes, but I like to do them as I go. If it's not grabbing me on the first pass, it's certainly not going to grab me on the second. Now, some chapters don't need that much work, at least on the first read through my manuscript, so I keep on going to the next one. Other chapters just repulse me so much that I end up spending two or three sessions essentially rewriting them. Once I get through the entire manuscript, I go back to the start and do it all again. Rinse and repeat. My process is definitely not the best in terms of time savings, but I think I get a better product overall by sanding and trimming it over and over again. For this, you really want to find the best process that works for you. As you make changes to your manuscript, you're going to start to notice a butterfly effect. Suddenly, that one line of dialogue you changed back in chapter 2 completely alters the context of a scene in chapter 10. Or inverse that, sometimes a change you make in chapter 10 completely eliminates the need for a scene in chapter 2. It's eerie how interconnected it all becomes, so pay close attention to those connections, because trust me, your readers will. To do that, make sure you keep good notes on your story. I have a giant corkboard that I like to fill with notes on each chapter, telling me who was involved in that chapter and what major developments took place. That saved me time from having to dig through the entire manuscript just to find one detail, and it helped stop me from writing anything that might contradict something else that happens in a different part of the story. Now, my story was pretty linear. 
if you're writing an extremely complex mystery or fantasy or anything that deals with time travel, a cork board may not be enough for you. For these types of stories, there are online programs available to help you catalog everything in one place. I haven't used any myself, so I don't have any recommendations in this department, but if you're curious, give it a search and see if one works for you. I also spoke in the previous episode about word counts. Again, your first draft is most likely going to be too long, and that's fine for the first draft. I encourage quantity over quality in that phase, but once you get to the revision phase, it's time to focus on quality, and more importantly, start focusing on letting things go. That 10 to 20% that I talked about may sound like a lot, but once you start focusing in on those key elements that really make your story stand out, much of the other stuff will start to naturally slide onto the cutting board. The strong elements will become your narrative glue, the fluff will weigh the story down, and a lot of that fluff will be painfully obvious, Um, but some of it won't. Sometimes the fluff will only trigger the faintest buzz in the back of your brain. That tells you something's wrong, and you won't quite know what to do with it at first. When I find myself in this situation, an exercise that helps me puzzle it out is to start cutting out the chunks that trigger that buzz, whether it be a sentence or a paragraph or even several paragraphs, and then see if the parts before and after it read fine on their own. If they do, then the part I cut just stays cut, and it's that simple. Remember, you're here to write the best story possible, and anything that's bringing it down or dragging it out needs to be destroyed. Revision work is natural selection at its finest. Be detached, be analytical, be willing to kill your darlings, and be open to criticism, both from yourself and from others. If something isn't working for you, trust your gut and figure out why it's bothering you. That will help you identify problems and resolve them. Eventually, you'll end up so burned out from your story that you won't know what to revise anymore. You'll know it's not quite ready yet, but you won't know what to do about it. This is a good time to call in some favors. Ask some friends or family or even strangers to read your work. Just be careful who you choose. You don't want any of the yes men who will just praise everything or worse, the people who just read it and say good job and offer no other insight. You want the people with a good eye for writing. They don't need to have a degree in the subject or anything, they just need to have a good understanding of storytelling. And they need to be honest. You're probably coming up with a short list of candidates in your head right now. Seek them out. Have some questions prepared for them too, so that once they finish reading, you can gather insight on what worked and what didn't. And more importantly, why these things did or did not work. Often people can very easily identify things they like and dislike, but they may not know the reason why, at least at first. Asking questions will help you get there. Dig deeper. Get to the core of why this character annoyed them or why this scene bored them. You'll often find that their negative opinions are symptoms of a larger problem. And stay positive. This is a learning exercise. Your goal should be to improve, not to have your ego stroked. That being said, make sure you're asking your readers about the parts they enjoyed. Understanding what people liked about your story will help you better understand your own strengths as a writer. And that, in turn, will help you zero in on your weaknesses so you can improve on them. Storytelling requires balancing a lot of different elements, so you're sure to find something that you can do better. And once you identify it, make it the thing that you focus on during your next set of revisions. If you don't feel you've gotten the feedback you need, a writing group is always an option. Most areas have one or even several. Try looking them up on social media and reaching out. They're usually pretty welcoming to new members and, more importantly, They're filled with people with a trained eye for storytelling. It can seem intimidating giving your work to strangers, but if you want to write, then having strangers read your work really should be your ultimate goal. So go ahead and rip the band-aid off, because I promise you it's not that bad at all. In fact, I think you'll have a lot of fun doing it. 
So those are my tips for the revision process. I chose not to talk about hiring a professional editor in this episode because I feel that's more tied to the publishing process, which I'll cover in the next episode. For now, focus on revising your story to the best of your ability with the resources available to you. Once you've achieved that, you're ready to start thinking about publishing. I'm The Mediocre Writer, and thanks for listening. Thank you.